0: Yo, what's good everybody? Welcome to The Saving Podcast. My name is Gabriel. I'm Tim. And I'm Luke. And this week's just been crazy. I'll tell you what, like, I feel like a lot of doors have been opening lately and stuff like that. So we just want to give like a few different life updates about what we got going on. Um, I know there's only three of us right now. Timmy's not here with us today because he's over in... Him and Sierra over in Jackson because she's in school and everything. So we're trying to Yeah, he'll be kinda like in and out for the most part. Like I don't know.
1: But he's still a part of the podcast. Yeah, he's he still, is still a part of the podcast yeah, if so. anybody felt like there was a voice short. So <laughs> um yeah, we gotta figure out a way to get him to get him uh a part of make him a part of the podcast from a different um city. Just gotta figure out the technical
2: it could State possibly department. be like a Zoom call or something like that. Maybe a Facetime, and then we'll, we might get him into like a you know some audio too. But yeah. we'll we'll figure it out for yeah, sure. The point
1: is, we'll figure something out. He'll, yes, sir. He'll be back in in no time. But, um, but yeah, like you said, gave the doors been open. The Lord's been opening up doors. Me and you are our student leaders now in college ministry. That's something great. I've been serving at the uh, church as well, doing student ministry too. So it's it's been going good to be. It's been great to be able to serve too. So.
0: Yeah, so me and Tim, we both serve as student leaders in our college ministry small group at World Outreach Church. He does junior high, which is on Wednesdays. Yeah. So junior high meets on Wednesdays, nights, and then I'm also working in the nursery on Wednesday and Sunday, well, Sunday afternoon and then Wednesday nights. So yeah.
2: That's dope. And then for me, I'm trying to get into um, student ministry, too. And it's going to be at the Experience Church, which is in downtown Murfreesboro or close to there. Um, Preferably, uh, I think it's eighth through twelfth grade. So a lot of high schoolers and hopefully the Lord opens up doors for, um, you know, impacting kids in the next generation. So, yeah,
1: I could definitely see you doing that. That's a that's gonna be a good route for you to go. For real.
2: People say I like kind of seem like I have the camp counselor type vibe, but I personally don't see it. But
1: um, you got like an older brother type vibe. For real, for yeah. real.
2: Yeah. Hey, I appreciate that.
0: So uh, just to kind of like I guess kickstart our topic for this evening, um, we're gonna be talking about sexual impurity. We're gonna talk about what it means to treat your body as a temple you know, how to carry yourself if you're maybe amongst that struggle or if you're dealing with it and just many other subtopics on top of that. So I just want to ask you guys, do you guys think that sexual impurity, not treating your body right, does have a huge spiritual impact with your daily walk,
1: like in just life in general? I would definitely say so. Like if you're like our bodies are a temple. Like this is where the Holy Spirit resides in us, and you gotta think about it like us. Like we can't say the world was radioactive and there's toxins around. Like we wouldn't live long, healthy. Like we wouldn't live at, we wouldn't be able to live in a world that's toxic, toxic, and you know radioactive. So we gotta treat our bodies and make our bodies a clean environment for the Holy Spirit to reside in. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you with the whole letting the Holy Spirit take a hold of you and your whole being. Um, I think that's that's a really good point. I think for me too, it it honestly affects my like spiritual mood. You know what I mean? My, like how I bodily feel, whether I'm ready to tackle on my day, whether I'm like, you know, um, ha- like displaying, like we talk about it, the fruits of the spirit, you know what I mean? And I feel like just sexual purity is at the pinnacle of like I think it is one of the things that is like at the pinnacle of our relationship with God.
0: Yeah, like you said, Tim, our body's a temple. And when we indulge in activities that kind of don't glorify God in such ways such as that, it can honestly even physically drain us because we're not supposed to be doing those things. And two, just again, understanding that We're not supposed to be doing these these things to our bodies. You know what I mean? Like, whether it be, like, masturbation or having sex all the time before marriage or just, you know, any other things that can, that are not within God's will or God's plan when it comes to, I guess, portraying.
2: By the way, we're not going to stay silent on that, too, because I know so many people in our culture who are going to say those topics specifically, bro, like everyone wants to shove that uh, shove it down and just be super timid about the whole subject. But in reality, like our, like we're all we're just human. God made us human. And, you know, we just need to bring those things to light. And it's so easy to hide them because of their guilt and the condemnation behind those things. You know what I mean?
1: Right. And we're not the type to just sweep it under the rug. Like we go bring it out to light because we it is an issue in today's like in today's world. Like like me, I dealt with masturbation and pornography all the way up until from like age nine till I was like twenty one, and it took a, a, a real deliverance for God to bring me out of that and. I just know that there's others, others that struggle with that, and I know it's, it's so normalized in today's age and today's world, it's, it shouldn't be normal. Like, we shouldn't make it to where, like, people think it's okay to do that. So that's why we're cracking the light on this and making sure people know it's not right to do.
0: Yeah, especially, like, in relationships and things like that, like, I feel like whenever you get closer and closer to marriage, it feels more and more acceptable, just because, like, you know, You're going to that next stage of life where you know it's accepted, and you're like, "Well, I'm already getting married, or we're that close anyway. What's the night before? Why not? You know."
1: It's like, oh, like, well, yeah, might as well. We're going to do it anyway. Like, no, it's it's not like that. It it gets hard. That's the thing. Like, it really does get hard the closer you are getting in marriage. But you just got to you just got to keep yourself close to God, and just and it's it's better when y'all do it together. Y'all are both close together close to him together and also close to him individually. And it, it does help a lot because it does get harder when the closer you get to marriage and you try to make excuses for yourself. And it's just not, it's not the move.
2: The Bible even says that it's his, it is better for men not to be alone. Like he, that's why he made Eve out of man was because he needed, um, you know, out of his rib, he needed Eve to be a suitable helper for Adam to accomplish the greater, you know, the greater commission and to share the gospel, and to reproduce, and to uh, sustain the earth, you know, and I think it's, it's, especially when you're single, or you're, um, it doesn't even just have to do in like, in the whole dating realm, but just, um, just you as a person individually, the devil can attack you so much more when you're, when you're alone, when you're feeling, like, anxious, depressed, or whatever, and it's so easy to reside to those things that are not of God, like all of those things that you're talking about game and um that's where you really have to choose this life of being a battle of um you know it's not a battle of flesh and blood but a battle of, like the spirit you know what I mean but it's still important to remember how to attack it from a fleshly standpoint because that is one of the realities of the world we're living in
0: yeah exactly and it's like I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second but um what was I gonna say? Dang, I'm still here, losing my train of thought. Um, gosh, it was right on the tip of my tongue, I swear. Um.
2: Well, well, I, I got you, bro. I'll ask you a question because well, I'm no, curious.
0: It isn't. It isn't that. It was. Um, oh yeah, that's what it was. It's. It's very. It's, <laughs> it's very. It's very easy to again. I guess go through with things like that and tolerate it because it feels right and things like that. But I feel like when you indulge in these sexual activities and everything, especially in a relationship, it's the most, it's one of the most detrimental things that you can do before it's time. Because it's not that God hates having like once you like hates that you're having sex, he wants you to in the right, you know, spaces and everything like that. It's not like he made it literally to, to, glorify him by reproducing and so on and so forth but when you do it before he's called you to like when it's time of course through marriage you know you're bringing one and one together like one person's soul is being you know basically torn out and joined in with the other so you can become one that's what happens when you know you have sex you your spirit becomes one and when you do that before it's time before you've made that made those vows to each other to spend the rest of your lives together and so on and so forth, and do it with the person that God's told you to do it with, and then it becomes detrimental, like I don't know if y'all's experienced it like or seen it in an outside perspective. I know I have where when people have done that early on, it's kind of ruined their relationship long term and stuff, and it created like I don't want to say unrealistic attachment, but I guess. In some ways, like an attachment that's gonna be very hard to break, and it leads to different toxic
1: things arising. Yeah, like and, and like you said, like it ties two souls together, and they become one. And if you're, you know, if you have sex with somebody, and like y'all souls are gonna get tied, and you end up meet down the line, you end up meeting the person you're really supposed to be with. It's like it's hard to to detach yourself from somebody else. Like you're it's a literal soul tie. And there's a reason, like you said, that God has us wait for that right person. He has us wait until we're married because, like, we're finite minds. We cannot even understand the levels of why, even, but, why God did it that way. But there is a reason, and it is because, well, as far as we know, it's because, like, there are soul ties, and we don't want to be tied to multiple souls because if you're tied to somebody else's soul and they're going down the drain and, like, you know they have spirits attached to them and like those the spirits can get attached to you and it's a whole big thing that you just do not want to get involved in and i'm really curious to hear what what question you had um uh, that you were going to ask gabe
2: yeah Um, Really quick before I ask the question, I also like kind of continuing off of like the points you were saying for when you are going through either pornography or lust or in relationships, you're going through sexual impurity and stuff like that. There's many other forms to that 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 actually looks like. And I just want to kind of like list off some ways that that way, as you guys as listeners and as us, as people who are talking about it can be able to um, acknowledge those effects. That way we can turn from those and learn. Um, but one of them is jealousy. You begin to be jealous for, uh, uh, jealous of other people. When you are watching pornography, you are, um, you're envious. You want that, but, um, that's one false sense that God kind of, or that God doesn't want you to have, you know, impurity, um, a false sense of holy love. And, uh, people will say that like, oh, I, I'm like, um, I'm honoring God by, you know, having my partner and we think we're in a Christian relationship and we're, um, we're glorifying God because we're not having sex, but yet we're making out, we're touching where we shouldn't touch. And they still think that the, like, even the minimal things are, um, okay. And God wants you to stand firm, um, you know, in what is right and, um, not sit in what is wrong. So... There's that, and then there's unrealistic expectations. So whenever you watch those things, um, or you have a previous relationship where you believed sex was okay, um, then you move into the next relationship and you're like, well, now I want my my future person that I'm with, uh, or really the end goal is marriage. It should be marriage. So um, the when you are married, then all those expectations that you had for all those other people that you slept with and had sex with, that expectation is now gonna be thrown on that person that you're gonna be married with. And that that to me is like, it's so sad. And um, for me personally, my journey of purity has not been perfect, um, but it increases every single day. And I begin to have new standards and God has put in different convictions in me. That's why it's great to have the Holy, well, it's not great. I mean, it is great, but like it is a need to, is an essential need to have the Holy Spirit residing in you. Um, and then also, like, the sad truth is you're just going to have dysfunction as a guy whenever you, um, you know, whenever you watch porn and your sex life is just not going to be, you know, you're not going to be content. You're always going to be comparing. You're always going to be looking for that next thing, you know. So, yeah.
1: Right. And people don't understand, like, there's there's a science. Like, I'm not going to sit here act Like, I know all the science behind pornography, but you, there's a dopamine that you get when you're watching that, like, through a screen. And you don't get that same like, I guess, feeling is like kind of high when you're having, I guess, like actual sex. Um, and that's why, like you said, dysfunction, that's why the dis- dysfunction happens because people are expecting, you know, if you can imagine something in your brain, you know how elaborate our brains are? God made our brains so elaborate and we have these crazy imaginations and like your brain can make something seem so great and like, not not that it's not great, but like, <laughs> but your brain can make something seem like super elaborate and then when you actually end up doing a real thing you're like somebody can be like oh this is not what i expected and like it can you know dysfunction it can create like you said false hopes and just disappointment it just, it's a big mess yeah. like you just do not want to even get into that
2: you know that's why the bible is so clear on um like you're having your thoughts so like captive you know is because your brain is so um it can imagine so many different things and so therefore like whatever your mind sees, whatever your mind feels, and I actually have this in kind of my notes today, because I was kind of going off of something interesting, it's, um, you know, the five senses, you have uh, touch, smell, sight, hearing, and taste, you know, so if we're in touch with one of those senses while we're being impure, you know, that's just reminding yourself of what sense you're using, um, and like, you know, you, you just want to be aware of, hey, I'm, I'm, using my, my touch of scent or my sense of touch and I'm using it in a way that's not glorifying God. It just kind of brings me back to that. But yeah. Um, and then one kind of, one kind of thing I, I was talking to Tim about before we started the podcast, I think this is a, this is a really good, um, I hope it's a really good encouraging point for you guys is that, and it is for me too, cause I just, um, I kind of just thought of this on the way here to the podcast, but it says i wrote this note down it says uh keeping your purity isn't like a yellow light where you might go or you might not no you have to fully commit to it when god gives you that green light so whenever god gives you the go with a relationship whenever god gives you something good don't don't like when you get to that point um you know fully submit your your ways to the lord in Um, What is pure and what is right So I don't know if you want Maybe Gabe you want to touch on that or.
0: Well I mean yeah The first thing that I kind of think of Is like when we're held captive And a slave to sin You know It's easy I believe Because I feel like it's the easiest thing To get hooked on You know it's almost essentially like a drug You feel like once you do it once And you do it on a consistent basis Like you can't go a day without it And when you get in that loop Or whatnot, You just feel like I can't be fixed, you know, you feel like a broken record essentially. And you like, let's just say you are trying to fight this addiction and things like that. You pray over and over again. You feel like you're not being redeemed or delivered and things like that. But I just want to like kind of reiterate that there is ways, you know, I believe like the biggest and like the most helpful way is, of course, going to prayer and truly asking God and surrendering it to him because I feel like it's the one thing it's the one thing that you definitely can't fight alone because it's the only temptation in the Bible that tells you to flee like it doesn't tell you to fight it it doesn't tell you to you know pick up your shield and you know try to defend yourself like no when you deal with sexual temptation he literally tells you to flee and that's the only one that he tells you to run from because once you step into the ring you're going to lose every time the moment you step in there you're going to lose because if you even just toy or you know, look at something or whatnot that can flip a switch in your brain, you already fallen. And it's just it made me really think about this even before like we were recording, like we gotta really we have to really surrender that. We have to really let the Lord fight that battle for us because it's just too strong for us to do alone. And and it really does affect our daily life and everything. And like, for me personally, like, just going to other people about it and, like, expressing that, you know, to, like, confide in, like, your close friends or whatnot. That or a you mentor. Trust or a mentor. And when you have multiple people praying for you and you're taking the right steps, he will redeem you from whatever it is you're going through because he doesn't want you to fall to that. He wants to help you
1: and break those chains. Yeah, and that's good. Like you were saying, like, we have to flee from it. It's such a a stronghold that, it like, when you get sucked into it, it is so hard to get out. And the only person that can help you at that point is God. He's the only one who can pull you out. Like, it's kind of, like, it reminded me of a whirlpool. You were saying, like, if you get close to it and mess around with it, you can get sucked in. Like, you know, like those whirlpools at the water parks and stuff. Like, if you, like, get a little close to it, like, you'll get sucked in there. And once you're in there, if you, like, as, as little kids, it was hard to get out. So like we're some of us are still little kids in Christ. So like we're just going around this whirlpool and just going around and going around, and we just cannot get out. And sometimes it takes that adult to come up and pull you out of there. And that's that's God. That God is the only person who can pull us, pull us out of that whirlpool when we're just stuck going around in circles and just stuck in that stuck in that stronghold. It can just it can get tired. Like we can get tired, and it can get just get caught up in that same old same old sin and it literally just takes him pulling us out so
2: it's it's, and don't be afraid to admit that you need help too you know what i mean yeah like if if you're struggling and like don't feel the condemnation from the devil feel the condemnation from god and want to have a heart to expose yourself because you want to be further along with your relationship with christ like i feel like so many people just they're so scared to tell other people and confide in other people because it's like, you know, when you're, when you're growing up, your mom, you, you fear discipline. You don't want to spanking on the butt, you know, cause it hurts. But ultimately that's, what's going to make you and encourage you to never do that again. You know, and God gives us our, our spanking on the butt is either heaven or hell. And, You know, it's, it's kind of true is that you have to decide like which, whom you're going to serve, either God or you're either, you're going to be a slave to your sin or you're going to find freedom in God, you know,
0: and we must, and we also got to know that our body doesn't belong to us either. Mm. Um, I just found first Corinthians chapter six, verse 19 says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. And that just goes to show, like, we're the ones essentially physically controlling us, but we don't even have ownership of what we control physically.
1: We're just like, we're just piloting these, like, our bodies.
0: Like, we're... Well, I wouldn't even say piloting. I would just say we're just taking up space in the meantime, in a sense,
2: like... NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> NPCs, for real. <laughs> no, I I do agree, too, Gabe. And, like, um, kind of going off what you're saying, like, we don't have... We need to stop acting like we have ownership of our body because God is like the authoritator and he's the one who, you know, gave you that body to live in. So why are you going to like you, bro, you're only going to get one uh, set of teeth for the rest of your life. So keep them nice and neat. You're only going to get one, one body to go to the gym and go get fit and to look really nice. So use it well, you know, and just like Whenever I'm, whenever I'm in sexual immorality or like sin, I'm always kind of just reminded too, is that like, I don't, why would I want to disappoint a heavenly God who deserves more than my sin? He already defeated at the cross and all the sins of the world before it, you know, before he knew all this was going to happen, you know, um, but he, he died for our past sins. He died for the sins that were going on then and he died for the sins that are going on now, you know? So I think it's important to, um, also just like, I kind of like what words you said too, Gabe is like, you got to flee from your sin. Like if we don't have that mindset, if we're like, so like half and half kind of into our sin and we're just like, Oh, well it's okay for a little bit of time. Oh, well it's okay. If just cause, um, you know, just cause like some friends are doing it or like the world thinks it's popular. Like, no, you got to like completely, um, you know, rid yourself of that, you know? Um, and it's kind of funny you said that word fully, cause like I literally put that in a box and I was showing Tim like a second ago on that. So yeah, but, um, kind of like also one of the other situations in like kind of biblical context. Cause I think it's important that we hit a little bit of biblical context too. But, um, You know, Samuel in the Bible, or sorry, Samson in the Bible was super strong. Um, But Samson ended up, you know, sleeping with a girl from the town. uh, What was the town called? Do you guys remember? It was like, it started with a G. It started with a G. um, But he slept with this girl, and um, God ultimately took his strength away from him. But, you know, before then, Samson had like strength, he had looks. He probably had um a dominant very like you know confident personality um but then as soon as he you know fell short and God disciplined him in a way which was his which was his hair, and then he lost sight um and so then he well, lost- well
0: didn't she didn't she cut his hair like whenever he fell to her didn't she yeah cut she, his hair yeah
2: yeah she cut his hair, yeah, and that's and then he lost all of his strength you know. Um, so kind of like, I think another verse that, you know, in the Bible that kind of jumps out at me whenever that happened in the Bible with Samson is that God says, um, it says that, um, if one of your eyes in Matthew five twenty nine says, if, if your um, right eye causes you to stumble, then gouge it out. Like that's so that's. That's like such a serious command, and like while that's so extreme, that's how extreme God wants us to take it. Whenever we are sinning against Him.
1: Right, and it even says like if your right hand is causing you to cut
2: it off. Like, yeah,
1: and it it's like it says very extreme, and I feel like with us, in like our sometimes like we struggle with sin, we just need reminders that like it's already defeated. Mm. Like sin is already defeated and it's important for us to also like remind each other and also read the Bible and let God remind us too. Um, like We've all played sports. like You've played sports, you've played sports. And we've all have been in a situation where we're losing to a team that we already beat before. Hmm. And like sometimes at the halftime, the coach has gotta be like, "Yo, we beat this team before. Oh, we're losing to them again. Like, There's no reason we should be losing. Y'all are the better team. And that's us in this situation. We gotta realize that we're the better team. We're all. We already won. This team is defeated. Satan is defeated. We just gotta claim our victory.
2: We already have it, dude. That's so good. Oh my goodness, God, claim your victory in your purity. Claim your victory in where God has already defeated your sin for you, dude. That's so good. And also, like, kind of going back to like the Matthew uh, 5 29 too is like when it talks about your eye you know gouging out your eye um, it also says later on in Matthew uh, 6 or sorry early yeah later on Matthew 6:22 through 23 it says your eyes like it's saying how your eyes are the light to your feet you know and if we don't have any light then how are we supposed to walk and how are we supposed to walk in relationship with God we're going to be blinded we're going to be numb to our sin you know and I think that's a very scary, scary thing. I think you guys can touch on that too. Is just what happens when you get to a point to where you're so mm-hmm. numb to your sin.
1: That's the worst place you want to be. But I know you were going to say something.
0: I mean, in in that specific aspect, I believe that can cause false validation in a way. Um, you know, I, you you go around in today, especially in today's world, like everybody flaunts their body counts and. Whatnot, and they seek validation through those things like, oh, how many women can I sleep with? How many guys can I sleep with? Like, And, you know, and stuff like that and things of that nature. And whenever you become so numb to it at this point, I feel like two things can kind of go on. One, you feel like you're too far gone. And two, you feel like there's no way back. But I feel like that's also that's a very false thing that's told to us to think that oh we're too dirty to be cleaned we can't be you know our sins can't be washed away but it already was when he died on the cross and that's just a false statement by the enemy that makes us feel like we can't go back like once we've done it we already done it there's no way for us to be redeemed there's no way for our chain to be broken and things of that nature like and it's I don't man like really just thinking about it like it's it's really upsetting to me personally that – because I've been – I fell victim to it, you know, that that lie that's been told to me saying I'm too far gone. And it took me a while to realize that, but you're not ever too far gone,
1: you know. Right, and I was going to say the same thing. It's just a lie. Like, like, we can get numb to it. We can get to a point where it's like – because, like, the reason – I think the reason that you really even do get numb is because you think that it's just – like you are too far gone it's, it's too late like it's just there's no being saved now like you're too far out into the ocean like you just you're done and i feel like that's the reason we do get numb and what i had to understand is that the lord is waiting for us right there like i forgot what scripture we read last night it was second chronicles seven thirteen.
0: It was through it was uh Second Chronicles seven, twelve through sixteen. Twelve through sixteen. And then we also read six thirty oh, six was it six thirty six oh, through thirty nine? I got
1: it. Or something yeah, like let me that. pull it up. Cause like we literally just read this last night and we didn't even Yeah, um, for those
0: of you that are trying to wonder what we're talking about. Yeah, like I'll, we I'll pull it up. When we do our college nights, we get these little like guides that we talk about in our small groups and a small group leader we kinda like direct the conversation in a way. So we have like a whole template of like questions and stuff to go over with scripture and stuff like that. So these were one of the scriptures
1: that we read last night. Yeah, and I still use the table of contents. <laughs> so don't uh don't judge me. All right. So oh yeah. Okay, so Second Chronicles eight and fourteen. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from from the wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. I'm sorry. I need to go back one. at times. All right. So at 13, it says at times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or commands grasshoppers to devour your crops and send plagues among you. So, like, of course, like we, if we get numb to our sin and we're just just doing it just to do it of course like god's not gonna turn his back but he's just gonna like our our crops are gonna dry up like we're not gonna receive those blessings then he says if my then if my people who are called by my name will humble those humble humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways i will hear from heaven and will forgive the forgive their sins and restore their land so all it takes is just just humbling ourselves Repenting for our sins and turning away. And he's literally right there. He's already hearing us and he's gonna bless us right back, right, right then and there. And it just takes us just making that decision. He's waiting right there for us. That's what happened to me. I, I was so, I thought I was so far gone. And as soon as I made the decision to turn my life around, I got baptized again. I started hearing from the Lord literally the night I got baptized, like just like that. And he's, he's just one, one, one choice away just one second away he's right there
2: i also think too it's it's critical that you understand that you're always going to be worked on by the lord like you're never going to be at like a finishing state with your purity to be honest like for me if i'm being transparent like going to the gym there are a bunch of girls and they're dressed really skimpy and not not like not holding up a higher standard for what themselves and other guys, you know, when they're, like, looking at them. But that's a whole nother discussion. But, um, you know, we're always being worked on. We're always being refined. I think that's why I love the song um, Refiner by Maverick City Music. Shout out, Maverick City. I love them. Um, but the song Refiner, it says, uh, um, it says, purify my heart. Um, I want to burn for you. You know, or it says, clean my hands, purify my heart. I want to burn for you. You know, I think like it's, when I was playing that song a lot is like when I got baptized. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm making a choice. That's going from death to life. Like, and I've found freedom in that. And that's something to look forward to, like to, till the end of, you know, when you die, but you're, you're never always going to be a finished product with the Lord. Um, He's always just gonna work on you, so I don't know if you guys want to touch.
1: Yeah, we just prototypes until we get to heaven. Like mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. like our final, our like like I I like to say there's no final level. Mm. Like we're, the game is not over until we get to heaven, until we can sing his praises forever. Like that's that's when it'll be what it'll be finished. And I like, like what you said. Like we're always a work in progress. And I I love that song too. Like we we can be in pure. And ways But the Lord can refine us Like sometimes the only way to get all the impurities Out of something We talked about gold last week The only way to get all the impuri- impurities out of gold Is to refine it You gotta put it in fire And the Holy Spirit Honestly like Represents I, I'm, I've heard the, I've seen the, in the Bible That the Holy Spirit represents all fire And also a dove But like Holy Spirit If we literally like Grow our spirit fasting praying like that fire in us for like that God provided in us can get bigger and bigger and like that'll refine the inside that'll refine us in our soul that'll that's what's going to purify us for real so it's in
2: between the fire too and the dove is like it's also a cool representation is that like God's going to refine us in the hard ways in the ways that are very um you know just in the hard ways but he's also kind of like a dove he's gonna refine us in ways that are like um more more meek and kind and d- he's going to display his um just more of more of him being like a loving god too in ways that you know you're never going to think of like and i feel like just the journey just continues it just keeps going on and on and on and you just, you have to understand that just god as long as you're chasing after god his word prayer with god god's not going to disappoint you well He's going to do ultimately what he thinks is right as a just God, but he's not going to let you go unfinished. So yeah, it's, it's a journey, man. (laughs) It really is. Purity is like a rough journey. I'm not going to lie,
1: but that's everything in life with us though. Like everything's a journey in itself and like it can get rough, but we just got to trust in God to get us through those rough patches.
0: Yeah. I feel like like, as we talk about this, we're talking about how our body is a temple and it should be treated as such because we are made in the likeness and image of God. So, yes, sexual impurity and everything like that is one of them. But, like, we can also think about gluttony and not taking care of our bodies, you know, even medically, not taking care of our bodies or just, you know, taking the right steps to even fuel ourselves with the right things spiritually and physically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, We're sitting here drinking sodas all the time And I don't know My thing is coffee Like I don't know That's another thing that comes to mind Like No hate to anybody that drinks coffee all the time But like Is that really like the first thing that like Y'all want to drink in the morning? Trey lightly, my friend No
2: I mean, no, no, but I, like I can't drink coffee, I dude. I went I'm I went a to a the gym drink. today. I had a Celsius, bro, and that messed up my stomach. The whole workout, it just made me quit it. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: I'm not a coffee drinker. Though. No, my coffee, My wife is dude. a big coffee drinker.
0: No, What's but yeah, height? I mean, I'll,
2: I'll drink coffee
1: maybe, uh, I don't know, like every so often. When I say every so often, I mean like every few months. Dude, For me to drink a coffee I gotta have like A pound of sugar Like it's some like <laughs> Some syrup Some flavoring syrup Syrups and stuff like that I just can't It's just,
2: Next thing you know, know You see in Tim's coffee cup At like Dunkin' It's like a, That much sugar in the bottom After he's done I, I got coffee in my sugar
1: Bruh. <laughs> Well no I mean That's the thing like
0: I've literally met people Where they're like No I cannot go a day Without coffee
2: I'm like okay. <laughs> you're, so, you're so you're on your your like own body and like how your body reacts to that, you know. And even that's kind of a good point too, dude. Is that you can rely on those things so much that it replaces your eagerness and your joy for the Lord, you know? Yeah, if And not even my fault. No, no, no. no, no, no I was gonna say
1: like not even picking on coffee drinkers. Like that's just I, yeah. that's for anything. That could be for people who drink soda, like or like you know cakes. Like my wife's a baker. I bro, it's like a a bunch of cake in there I can eat cake every single day and I try to stop myself because like it can become an idol you know what I'm saying like it can be
2: yeah Prairie you better be careful of uh all the cakes in your fridge <laughs> you better start watching <laughs> keeping track of that <laughs> well I mean like
0: really think about that though because you bring up a good point because there's so many things in this world that can satisfy us whenever we're angry anxious and things of that nature like if we're anxious someone may tell us to go smoke weed or If we feel, you know, depressed, we'll eat our way out of it or if we're stressed and we'll eat our way out of it. And that's when it becomes an issue because whenever we, whenever we mention idols, we mention idols because it's something that takes over our lives that surpass God. And what I mean by surpass God, I don't mean strength wise or anything like that. I mean, what do you run to in the times of need to sustain you? So Gabe,
2: Gabe, for you, what is What does that personally look like? Kind of give people like a, like a personal application of where you, where you run to when you run into that situation? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, you said prayer. I think prayers, I'm not saying it's basic, but I also want people to understand like, like for me personally, it's also the gym. I know you're going to the gym after this podcast. Um, but like the gym is kind of like a place where I run to the Lord and I can like kind of it you know i don't i try not to play like secular rap or anything like that playing worship music or country music something that glorifies god but i know i'm like working on my body and causing to like honor that you know so like i
1: mean i would even say like prayer like prayer prayer is not basic at all like, that's like, I'm, I'm not. i'm not saying it's number basic. one but it, like yeah. w- i think what you're trying to say like it's like outside of the like spiritual like, outside of the spirit, like, it physically? Are you asking what he does physically to, like...
2: What do you do physically? Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. What do you do physically to fight the fleshly kind of battle with impurity?
1: Is there I, really a physical I, way I, to there do
2: is it? No,
0: there is no physical thing that you can do.
2: Really? Like, I, I think, like, running for me is, like, also another thing. I think I could I, list...
0: I mean, you can flee from it, yeah, but I don't think there's anything... Because think about it. If there's a way to physically... You know Sustain yourself Then there's no need For the word and to pray
1: Like me I, I try physically Like I try to go to the gym And you know Work out Play basketball and stuff And it just like It will always creep back in Because it and doesn't so Sustain you
0: physically like Spiritually Like these things The things of this world Don't sustain you spiritually And those things Are a spiritual thing You can't fight spiritual things With physical objects Yeah So there is no way to Spirit yeah. That's true
2: I agree But I also kind of Want to take another side to it Is that You can like yeah like for instance watching porn whenever some guy goes off and watches porn in a dark room is hiding away well I think there are ways you can physically take your mind away from dwelling on pornography I like for me I personally never struggle with pornography thank thank you to my mom and dad for putting a browser block on my iphone and my internet but um there are ways to even like I'm not gonna lie I do get urges to where i do want to do like you know you could text a girl inappropriately you could text um, explicit photos or you could um, go on Instagram and look at something that's not morally right in God's eyes but for me sometimes it's even another thing is that I would encourage every single guy who watches porn to leave their phone either downstairs or in their bathroom at night and, and to you know fully like flee from it you know so I think that's like a way, I think we might be looking at the question a little bit differently. But No, it's just like,
1: like no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I feel like it's a lot like easier to say from the outside looking in. Like for me, from the inside, like I've dealt with this. Right. And I'm telling you that I've tried everything physically in the book to like, to stop it. And like my mom, my mom knew that I was struggling with it. She was like, go to the gym, like go, go play basketball, you know, play basketball come home and you're still the, you still the urge have to, is still there you still you have can't to play basketball them. forever but, right but you yeah
2: still. i do agree but th- that's where you need to like like the bible says flee or like God your eye out. it's saying like fully remove that source of uh that source to where you can um, be tempted by satan and like put in an internet browser blocker on your phone put like take off safari if you really need to or um in the gym like when i go to the gym sometimes i really i sometimes i honestly really have to put my whole hoodie on to like fully get, and i close it yeah i have like a little hole in my sweatshirt but like that's kind of like one of the ways like i also block that you
1: know yeah like and it, t- it really takes like discipline mm-hmm. to do that and like really that discipline would have to come through the Holy Spirit like yeah uh, to like be able to put your phone away at night or like cause you can cause I'm telling you like it would be times like you know you can have a good day you can have a good week but like day 8 or 9 it's gonna creep up creep back creep back up on you and it's gonna be stronger than it was before so that's why we're saying like spiritually you just got like it takes us like a true deliverance to like really like get rid of like you can you can do stuff physically to kind of surpass time or surpass like a week or maybe like a couple of days, but it will come back and it will come back strong. That's why you got to have the spirit on your side to completely defeat yeah, it. Yeah,
0: because these things, they God works everything from the inside out. He never works from the outside in. Like, he's not going to change your physical appearance before he works on you spiritually. What's on the inside of you is your base. This is just an outer shell of what's really inside. And that's why I truly believe in my heart there's nothing that you can do physically to really run from it. There's like, you can do all these things. Like you said, you can put your phone wherever the heck you want to put it, but you're not going to fully get rid of that thought. You're not going to fully get rid of it because it's going to creep up on
1: you. Yeah, that's the that spirit will. is still attached to you.
0: Yeah, and you're not going to, because nothing, there's nothing being sustained here. There's not a spiritual counterpart to that. You're not letting God spiritually take care of that. You're taking it under your own understanding, and you essentially are relying on what you think is right to handle that situation. There's no, there's a reason why it says flee because you can't fight it. What we know or what we think we can do to fight it, we can't do. That's why we gotta ask God to, you know, filter our thoughts and pray about it because that's the only thing that can really change us. And those actions are the product of what spiritually comes forth. The things that, once he refines us and once he helps filter our minds, actions, and thoughts in our heart, that's when those actions are being produced where we will leave our phone and not have to worry about that temptation or we can go to the gym and not have to worry about dealing with it after we can go and play basketball and not have to worry about it at all. These, these things that we do on this earth, the way that we portray ourselves, the way we walk, the way we talk and the way we, you know, implement ourselves is the byproduct of the way that God's refined us. The, what you put forth, the actions that you take in the, steps that you make and everything that is a true reflection of your heart that's what i mean by that once you know on the inside that you have sought the lord and he has truly delivered you from whatever it may be gluttony pornography anger anxiety whatever it is once he has gotten rid of that you gotten rid of that spiritually that's when that godly confidence shows and that's when you walk the earth with confidence and knowing that God has truly broken those chains. And that's when you implement such actions because, you know, he gives you the blueprint. He gives you the plan to, I guess, execute these things. He'd be like, OK, son and daughter, you've run to me. You have confided in me. So here it is. This is what you need to do. And that's when it's on us to implement those actions to be like, okay, God told me to do this. This is how I fight it. This is how I, you know, get through this. And I do that and I stay obedient and disciplined because with our faith, we got to stay disciplined. And that's one of the ways we can stay disciplined. And that's whenever we see the fruits of
1: whatever it is we're doing. That's good.
2: That's really good.
1: So, like, basically what you saying, like, going back to, like, the physical thing, like, like, you, you may be able to, you know, kill a couple hours. Kill a day, kill a two, kill a day or two, but like you will not beat it physically, like at all. Like it has to be, has to be the spirit, has to be Jesus.
2: Yeah, and I just also want to make sure that us as guys, we're not making any excuses by like our habitual sin, and we're not like, oh well, I did it for three days, five days, you know. Now it's been two months since I haven't done it. Like no, like like just cut it off fully and cut like cut the excuses if you really truly want to live a life in purity for the lord you have to remove the impurities in your life as as a person like you have to use the discernment of the holy spirit to remove those impurities and if you're not willing to that's a heart check between you and god it really is like Like, I'm tired of hearing guys say that, oh, I fell into pornography. Um, Well, I can't get out of it. I try, but um, it's been this like, and yes, it is a very, very hard sin to get out of. But that is where you need to be diligent in prayer. Remove the source and then ask God for a renewal of your heart in that he, he, you know, changes the gears in your brain to where you will never want to do that again. Like you guys said, I mean, for me, remember when we were talking at my apartment, you're like, dude, I'm praying that you never do this, that God removes that desire fully away from you. Yeah, we pray for each other. Yeah, we pray for each other. And we took like 15, 20 minutes out of our day to just pray for each other. Like, you know.
1: Right, you have to You have to allow God to work on you. Like, you have to, like, because we, we can't do it ourselves. You have to allow God to pull that stuff out of you to burn that stuff out of you um and like I said it takes prayer like you can't make excuses for yourself like you gotta if you're dealing with this and you know it's wrong you know you're in the wrong you gotta keep running to god like lord take this away from me i surrender it to you and you have to actually do it like there's no it's, you have to make a decision and don't turn back and it will be hard but if you are indulging in, the, in your word and spending time with god Like, the more time you spend with him, those sins are going to get weaker. Like, those temptations are going to get weaker and weaker. Like, you're going to not even want to try to do that anymore. Like, and it's also a thought process thing. Like, you got to start cutting those thoughts off. Don't cut back. Cut it off, like, completely. Like, when it comes to, like, like you said, cut it off. So, if you're thinking about it, like, if you're not doing it but you're still thinking about it, it's not cut off. You got to cut it off at the thoughts because our actions essentially come from our thoughts. So if you're thinking about something, you just gotta cut it off and think about Jesus, think about the cross, think about something positive, something from the Bible, and like it'll be a good way to cut that stuff off,
2: yeah, and vice versa. Our thoughts can be our actions um, and then as soon as your actions show, then you're just gonna like be affected by them long term. like I can't even remember like you know, before I was a Christian um I was doing like a lot of partying, I was doing a lot of like drinking, smoking, and doing a lot of that. And um like my thoughts were always consumed of how can I please my own body and my own flesh and or please the praise of man, but in reality like the only praise you only validation and praise you need to be giving is that to God. You know what I mean? Um this is kind of one thing too to uh, to go on that too. Um and just the whole uh, in um, the whole purity topic, I wrote this down and it says: reach your purpose before um, the prospect. And this is kind of in like relationships too. Um, you know, the God doesn't tell us to complete our purpose before the prospect. He tells like he tells us to reach. He tells us to, as you said in the last podcast, is to be productive. During that season, during that time of growth and um, getting ready for a future wife, so kind of fast or kind of rewinding back to when we talked about pornography, um, you have to think of the long-term um, effect of it. Am I going to do this? Um, am I going to watch porn because um, this is going to this is uh, going to affect my future wife and the way I'm going to honor her and see her? Like you have to think of the long-term kind of effect and not just not just your wife, it uh, you know, ultimately God, but I really do think you have to start looking in a forward momentum when you are going through, um, you know, sexual impurity and think, Hey, how is this going to affect me in the long run? You know?
1: Yeah. That stuff def- definitely affects your future and future relationships. And like, it, it really takes a miracle, like a true deliverance to be able to like have that, like, cut off and have a good future with your spouse. Like you, like you said, you should be preparing yourself for your future spouse. The end goal is marriage, like you said earlier. And if we're not taking those steps to prepare ourselves for marriage, to prepare ourselves for our wife and the kids we're going to be taking care of, then why would God bless you with a marriage? Why would he bless you with the kids that that you think you deserve or that you might want but you don't deserve because you're not taking those steps to to honor them like you said before Gabe like when you like I just lost my train of thought like you said it was a couple of podcasts ago you were saying something like God's not gonna give you something before you're ready for it like he's yeah, gonna remember that yeah. that that glass that glass of water analogy if your hands are shaky he's not gonna give you that glass of water but when you get older and you're maturing your faith and he knows you're preparing yourself for that glass of water And then he'll give it to you Cause you know You can hold it still And take care of your business And
2: also like You don't deserve Someone else's daughter Another man's daughter When you um, When you're not Productive Well re- Okay You don't deserve Another man's daughter When you part- Participate In the things um, Of like Old relationships Like Kissing other girls Being sexually immoral Like in those Relationships Like You have to start thinking that I'm going to like do all these things because I want to honor the future wife that I want God to bless me with, you know, and a lot of guys don't see that long term. They're just very like temp it's a very uh short term very you talked about that game. it's like in the now type. it's thing. in the like now in the it's moment. in the moment But yeah. how can i get a quick rise from it everything in this culture is like such a quick rise you know from money to like you know in our jobs to pornography to um like you name it, it the list goes on and on but the point is is that we need to stop being um men who want just a quick rise out of things and and women too women, I was go through, say women, that, yeah. women go through similar problems dude like it it's equally we're all equally at fault because of adam and eve and because of their sin against god um oh well, you know what i mean yeah, yeah i was gonna
1: say like yeah like i mean yeah, it's the same yeah adam yeah. and eve they yeah, both yeah. fell and like women go through the same thing women watch porn, women sleep with people before they're married and like we're, we're all in the same boat and that same thing we were saying about the guys like preparing yourself for marriage like women you got to prepare yourself for marriage too like you got to prepare yourself to be a mother to be a wife a biblical woman And i can't wait to get that podcast out with the biblical with the ladies um but yeah you got to prepare yourself to to take care of kids take care of a husband to be that Proverbs a 31, 31 woman that God tells tells you to be, not me. Oh.
2: Yeah, and also yeah, <laughs> and also when you um, when you see that girl or that guy, um, and you're like, well, you're you automatically like sometimes I'm I'm thinking like, would I really if I had a daughter, would I really want a guy who part or would I really want a guy who who is gonna date my daughter to have done the things that I did? You know what I mean? Like that's so convicting because I'm like, dude, I'm, I. It starts now. You just gotta move from here and jump forward. It doesn't matter your past. Doesn't matter what you've done. Let's let's start from here and let's let's take let's action.
1: For like, when you when you really repent, the Lord forgives you. What did it say? For as far as the earth goes, left not far as the go west and as far as the earth goes east like so he literally does not remember like once you you really repent he will forgive you and he does not remember your past you're not too far gone make a decision now and just move forward like you just said it's it's a decision and it's, it's a, a easy one to make but a hard one to stick to and you just gotta make sure you gotta, you gotta just, just gotta trust God that he's gonna get you through it for real
0: yeah and just understand that we need to be humble about it and come to him for those answers. So yeah, I totally agree.
2: Yeah. I, I also like, I kind of want to ask you a question, Gabe, cause I, I, we, we've been talking, I, I want to give a little bit of chance for you to like kind of say a little bit more too, but, um, one of my other questions is, what do you say to the person? And I kind of don't want to jump into the, the podcast too much on, like, relationships. But what do you say for, like, the single guy who is going through, like, those struggles of impurity, um, you know, who is fatherless? You know what I mean? Like, because some, some people don't have a parent or um, or parent or parents to... Um, you know, walk through these struggles. There's some probably some listener maybe who's going through that, and they don't have a figure in their life. Like, what would you say to that person? Well,
0: um, I can't relate in any of the Well, I can't relate, but I can't relate because I do have a father. Um, it'd be kind of tricky. I mean, it just it all depends on what environment they're in. It really does. But the first thing I would do is. Tell them to find a church, find a home, find a place where you can get plugged in. And I don't mean just showing up on a Sunday. I mean actively participating, whether it be volunteering, staff, essentially getting yourself in an environment and keeping you there. And find a small group, get to know people, um, find mentors, and through all of this and the entire process, pray, read your Bible, just grow in your relationship with God and really try to dig at the roots of what issues you may have going on. Uh, If there's insecurities, pornography, like try to figure out what the issue is and dig it out from its core. Um, It's a very tough, it's a tough one to really answer though because again, I can't really relate fully in this aspect, but those are just the simple things that I can think of.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have a good answer. Like I think community, just being around people who can help who can help sharpen you iron sharpens iron so if you're around people who can teach you the ways of the Lord and teach you just just to and help lead you out of that 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 dark time is the best way to go about it if you don't have a father and a mentor like just just be in search of people who can help you out and like you said a church is the best place to go a good church like a a holy spirit filled church with people who actually have relationships with, with God
2: yeah that's why the body of Christ is so important and like us sticking together. And nowadays we're like so divisive and denominations, uh, uh, what is it like pronouns and crap like that? It's a whole lot, but yeah. yeah, that's a whole nother discussion, but having believers with you and having people around you is so important for a guy or for, it doesn't matter, guy or girl and just being around, you know, believers to push you, to encourage you. But also I like what you said with the mentor is, um, And it's kind of like overall of this with the whole sexual impurity. If you do not have a mentor, it's going to be so hard to climb out of the hole. Whatever you're dealing with, Um, one, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, you're going to just be relying on yourself. But two, if you don't have a mentor during that whole process, it's going to be so hard Um, and you're going to lose that accountability. You're going to lose that. Um, bringing your sin to the light, like we talked about earlier. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to ask you that question. That so. was good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And
0: for any new listeners as well, we like to end our podcast with, I guess, some sort of call to action. So for this particular episode, I would say our call to action to you would be is whatever your issue is, try to figure out what the main issue is. What's causing you to Withhold, I said essentially God's blessing in a way, because these things, like you said earlier um, with scripture can hold back, you know, hold back the land from figure out the root. Yeah. Figure out the root of the issue. Come to him, humble yourself. And I mean, truly humble yourself. And what I mean by humble yourself is accept the things that you've done, hold yourself accountable for the actions and go to the Lord about it. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, say, hey, I've done this, this and this. And I mean, at the time, I guess you could feel shameful about it, but he can lift that shame from you. So come to him humbly and pray about it. Listen to what he has to say. Listen to his word, you know, be surrounded by his presence and he will show you the blueprint. And once you get that blueprint, go enact that blueprint. Go in, you know, be disciplined, do the things that he has called you to do. And once you've done that and you're being consistent, just watch the fruits that bear from the tree that you're planting. Because spiritually, he's going to lead you. And he's going to guide you and break you from the chains that you feel ashamed of. And then on top of that, put yourself in a community that will help you, guide you. And essentially, again, grow, grow you closer to the Lord and watch the way that he'll use others to come into your life and help fulfill different things as well, and also seek a mentor. If you don't necessarily have one, go find one. You know, it could be your parents, it could be another family member, it could be a pastor, youth group pastor, whoever, you know, whoever it may be. Find somebody that you look up to that, I guess, emulates the life that you want, or that has similarities to you, and can, you know, can relate to and what you want in your life. Go to them. Let them be a mentor in your life. And just, again, watch the fruit that bears from it. And then once you go through all that, watch how God will also use you to be a living testimony to someone else that may be dealing with it. So that's our call to action for you. And with that being said, this is The Saving Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.